Data Mesh Radio is provided as a free community resource by Data Mesh Understanding. It is produced and hosted by me, Scott Herleman. I started this podcast as a place for practitioners to get useful information about Data Mesh, and we're at over 200 episodes already. This is a Mesh Musings episode where I do a relatively short overview, some might call a few of them rants, on a specific topic related to Data Mesh. I try to put uh, you know my few summary takeaways in the show notes too to make it easy to decide if this will be useful for you. Quick reminder as well to hit the Data Mesh Understanding link in the show notes to easily review listings of past episodes you might have missed, you know, that I've grouped up on different topics to make it easy if you want to do like a deep dive into governance or something like that. Do check out the Data Mesh Understanding offerings as well and the free community introduction and roundtable programs while you're there. Now with that, on to the Mesh Musing. To analytics engineer or not to analytics engineer? Yes, that's a question. <laughs> this one is probably going to be relatively quick. So the question at hand is, should we embed a data specialist, such as a data engineer or analytics engineer, into the domains to act as the data product developer, or should we be having the application developers handle the data product development? I think if you look at Jamak's early work, she was thinking it was more that we should be embedding the data engineers, but listening to a lot of her more recent stuff, I think she has moved more towards everybody should be able to understand how data is used and how they should be producing data, um, but that it is kind of, you know, it depends type of, of answer. Again, that's just my interpretation. I think it's it's a good question to be asking. So I'm going to start with my preferred answer with the absolutely massive caveats that this is only my view right now. This has changed relative to what I was thinking of even three to six months ago. So, you know, it may shift further as I talk to more people. This is incredibly situationally dependent. And this is based off of the conversations I'm having. So if I have more conversations with people that think differently, it may change just based on that as well. So my view is if you really need to get to very complicated data sets quickly, as they will drive considerable value, and you have the budget to do so, embedding data or analytics engineers into the teams makes sense. But if you don't have all of those kind of checkboxes, I really prefer the national the natural progression that Zalando and, and many others have, have used. Give the application developers the tools to share their data, the knowledge, um, the training, all of that. Start with low expectations about the complication level of the initial data products. You're not going to have the most complex, amazing data products right out of the gate. Start with kind of lower expectations. Work with those those domain teams to evolve the data products and their knowledge. 
And then when there's like a very specific use, let those teams hire data or analytics engineers. But that for most teams, you probably don't need this. This is kind of going back to that 80-20 rule that I talk about in a lot of episodes with folks about um, sensible defaults and things like that. 80% of the time, we don't need to go overboard on these things. It's not really going to drive that much value. Um, and, and when it comes to those 20% of use cases where something doesn't fit the super, super standard, that's when we start to look to, to evolve a little bit differently. So let's start with the pros and cons from my view. You can see where I'm coming from. This won't be an exhaustive list by any means, but uh, let's start with the embedded model. So pros, faster time to data products. People really understand how to work with data. They can go into these teams and they can start sharing that data much more quickly. They understand how to set up reliable, trustable um, data pipelines and things like that. It's more capable of producing the higher complexity data sets, especially earlier. And I think there's a lower chance to fail at getting domains to participate. You're giving them a resource to do this, right? It's it's kind of a relatively directly one-to-one output of, hey, we think this has value. We're going to prove that by putting, <laughs> giving you a resource to do this work. But the, the cons, I, I think, obviously, if, if you were hiring additional heads, if you aren't splitting out people from your existing data engineering practice, it's going to be hard to find these people and, and very expensive. As a few have talked about, you know, and Audin and Joran from NAV stated pretty clearly, it is typically the data engineer working next to the team instead of as part of it. Even Abi Sivasylam from Flexport, who's really kind of all in on this embedded model, talked about that this person um, in their teams is working relatively differently, that it's not really core part of the day-to-day domain um, and what they're doing on the application side. Can you really provide a viable career path for embedded people? I had a chat with uh, Daniel Engberg about this for an episode that's going to come out in a few weeks for um, the Data Innovation Summit Takeover Week. And, and you know, can you even hire for this, right? Can you create this good career path? And can you, again, can you find these people? Number four, there's a risk of those embedded data or analytics engineers becoming a single point of failure for that domain. If they leave, does the broader domain team really understand what they are sharing and why? Is it that if they leave, there's a drop-off in the quality of that data product that's getting, the or data products that are getting shared from that domain? Um, I don't know if that's uh, going to happen, but it is a risk to me. And then the, the fifth one is the big risk of communication challenges, somewhat similar to the kind of working alongside comment. But will, will data producer, data producing teams really directly meet with data consumers or will the info still be thro- flowing through a data team by a different name? That person if that person is really the conduit that embedded data and uh, engineer or analytics engineer is the conduit, are they not a single point of failure? Are they potentially not also even a bottleneck? So let's look at the non-embedded model. And let, let's start with the cons. 
The first one is you you can't move towards complicated data products very quickly, right? These teams aren't really familiar with sharing their data in most cases. They haven't really thought about how to do it or really even thought that they should be doing it in most cases. Second, potentially lots of lots and lots of training necessary, right? Again, people aren't used to doing this and application developers are already overloaded. <laughs> um, the third would be harder to build uh, a platform for them, in, in my view, as there needs to be a bridging between app developer workflows and like how data gets done. And there's little tooling for that right now, in, in my view. Fourth, much higher chance of lower buy-in or general failure. This kind of ties into a little bit what Scott Hawkins had talked about in his episode that came out last week about you know tying into the KPIs and things like that. Again, you, there isn't that direct one-to-one exchange of we're putting somebody into your domain to handle this. So there's a higher uh, bar to actually getting people in, in, you know, kind of bought in and doing this and in the flow if you're not doing the embedded model. And then the fifth will be, it'll take more time to get to the bigger return on investment, right? Again, you're going to start with kind of smaller value data sets and data products. Uh, You look at the way most people have talked about it when they're just getting started. Nav, TalkDesk, a lot of these folks, they're putting out data products that are a table or a view, not a full data set. Right. And so that's kind of what you're going to end up starting with. And, and that's fine. That's of value. That's great. But it's not the super impactful things in a lot of cases. So let's talk about the pros of, of uh, not doing the embedded data analytics or data engineer. So the first one, in the long term, at least for me, it feels far, far more sustainable with the application developers learning how to share their data and communicate with data consumers. Again, you don't have that single point of failure. It feels like they're the ones who really have a lot more of that context and you're spreading it across multiple people. So there might be more chances of that kind of serendipity context sharing. Number two, it's not going to be a nightmare to hire for like data and analytics engineers are currently. They're just impossible to find. Number three, in a well-executed implementation, there's a far better context exchange model. It isn't flowing through that one person, but through the broader team. Four is just more reasonable costs, right? You're you're not necessarily hiring additional people for this. Again, it's not an exhaustive list, but what I would recommend is folks try out the non-embedded model. I think uh, Nav and Zalando, user journey stories on the podcast will be very helpful to guiding you how to do this. If you have very high ROI on get, getting your data into very well-structured, trustable data sets, especially complex ones, you might look to do the embedded model from the start. I, I think of that embedded model as the kind of scale-up type company model, where VC Monday is funding your rapid expansion. For the rest of you or the rest of us, it's probably not as viable. So I'd really love to hear people's thoughts on this one um, because, again, this is just kind of what I'm seeing and I'm trying to put together the through lines and the dots, but I'm not an expert on this, right? I haven't 
really tried out the different things myself, obviously. And so I can't say this is when you should do it. This is when you shouldn't. So we we need to be talking about this, though. This has been something that's kind of been in the background. And there are a lot of people, I think the analytic, the embedded people, people who really like to, to use analytics engineers are the ones who are the most loud on this. And not everybody can be in that situation to take advantage of that. And it's also, um, I'm not sure it's the right fit for everybody. So um, if you've got thoughts, please let me know. Uh, you can always get in touch. The community Slack or LinkedIn are probably the best ways. But we'd love to hear what you're thinking on this. And, and as always, you can get in touch with me through the show notes. Um, and uh, let me know as well what you want to hear about. What are the big questions that you've got so I can make sure I'm doing mesh musings that are about the things that people actually care about. So as always, thanks and have a great rest of your week. Hopefully that was a useful mesh musing for you. Please do rate and review the podcast. It really does help. And if you'd like to get in touch and see how I can be helpful to you, check out the show notes. I'm pretty easy to find. As I mentioned, there are some great free programs in addition to some very affordable things around implementer intros and roundtables on the Data Mesh Understanding website. As always, if you have suggestions for guests or topics, please do get in touch. Have a wonderful rest of your day. And with that, now on to the funky outro music.